Cards are the British shopping carts. Out of work. Alright, welcome to How to Art, the podcast for creative, I don't know, dream chasers, music makers, booty shakers, ransom takers. I don't know, I just made that up on the spot. It's probably probably my natural rap talent just coming out. But uh, no, this is the podcast for taking a creative pursuit and making it a little bigger part of your life than it currently is. And hopefully we're able to achieve that. I'm Petrovita. I'm Sebastian. And uh, we're going to... Well, we we got to, we got to talk about a few different things today. Um, do you want to introduce what we're bringing up first? Sure. First of all, we're going to talk about writer's block. And... The mic. Okay. First of all, we're going to talk about uh, writer's block. Yeah. And basically Big how problem. To... Yep. And well, I mean, how to not get caught up in mm-hmm. in a writer's block and, and writer's what, block what you can can come across in a lot of different things, right? It's not just in for me. I think about it in terms of music. But uh, we get it as well. Other people are have lots of different types of it. I think almost right of writer's block too is a bit of a misnomer because creative block is a thing for all types of people. You might sit down and and you you've dedicated to I want to create a piece of art this week. This may be visual, and you know what the fuck you're gonna paint. We could happen with that as well, but it's more common in writing. Yeah, absolutely, but when I say writer's block, I actually mean. All sorts of writing. I mean, you're sure when you're like doing a painting, you're sure you're not writing, but it's, it's it still counts as writing yeah. block. I mean, everyone you're knows. printing your soul. <laughs> you yeah. you are printing your soul. All right. Sure. Um. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Uh. Yes, as we're seeing in the chat, we have a live stream going while we're talking right now as well. Happy Thanksgiving to the people. Uh, at least on the day we're recording this. Oh, right. oh it's, back is, it, is it Thanksgiving today? It's Thanksgiving today. Oh. Yeah. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everyone who's watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, fuck the Thanksgiving stuff. Let's talk about writer's block. Do you want to start or do you want me to? Um, you can start if you have anything. That you Sure. Can. So um, for me, obviously, writer's block, I've uh, sort of through brute force gotten rid of some writer's block habits over this past year or so doing this live streaming thing where I've been making demos. So for people who don't know, basically what I've been doing is live streaming on Twitch, uh, making some sort of song demo on average four or five days a week. And that means that I have to, in the space of a few hours, write something and create something as as a finished product. And that's gotten a lot easier with practice. Everything gets easier with practice. But as far as specific strategies for writer's block, um, practice writing for a year is not a, like, it's it's a long term. It's not like a hack that you can use in the short term. So I think today we should focus on things that kind of, you know, right in that moment where you're trying to think of something or get started and you can't. One thing I wanted to bring up that helps me a lot, both with writer's block as far as ideas, but also with um, just motivation in general starting things, is, do you know the... Um, I think it's called the Pomodoro method. No, no, I'm not familiar with it. Okay, so that's, it's like, uh, I don't know, it's probably some Pomodoro guy that was, or whatever the fuck his name is, that it was named off of after. But it's basically a productivity method of setting a timer for 20 minutes, doing, being laser focused on a task for that amount of time. Yeah. And then after that, you set a timer for five minutes, completely disengage. And you stare at a ceiling and eat a snack or listen to a song or... I, you know, whatever it is, 
and then set it for 20 minutes and go. And you're working basically 20 on and five off. Oh, okay. Now, even when I would would use this, I didn't often do it in... Um, I still wasn't doing it in such a way that I would actually stick to it for an extended period of time. I didn't find it that useful for for me for just like... Um, I didn't find it that useful for me just like sticking to something for hours and hours. But what I found it really useful for is getting started and getting over the like uh, the getting over the like um, initial hump of starting something or getting an idea. And you can use it by, say, set a timer, even if you don't know what to write about and say even do it in a shorter like um, I would do it with shorter time frames. So let's say I didn't know what to write about, but I needed to start writing a verse. What I would do is I would immediately start with, um, I would immediately start with, uh, I'm going to set five minutes and five minutes. I'm literally just going to write down random ideas, anything that comes to head, like just, just nothing really not discriminating at all. Just write stuff. Yeah. And then after that time, take a step back. And the thing that usually happens is I usually end up going finding an idea and going way more than five minutes because the hardest thing is like, is the very start. Yeah. And so as soon as I'm like into it, I could find myself half hour later deep in the middle of writing something. So I would, uh, I would encourage people to adopt things that kind of like things like this using timers and things like that. They, they force some discipline in the very early stages of something. And that can be kind of the kick people need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the toughest part of like writing uh writing a song is like i would say sure now we're not only talking about music but in general like starting something and finishing something mm-hmm. those are like the, the toughest parts at least for me when it comes to creating yeah i think i think uh, so true um but in the chat they're saying my microphone is panned hard right yeah they're 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 right and left right now just so we're each don't worry about it <laughs> yeah but anyway well, the things that I've sort of discovered is that, I mean, it might seem obvious, but it's something that I think a lot of people forget mm-hmm. uh, about creativity. They feel like they can, they sort of need to wait out the inspiration. They're waiting for the inspiration to right. strike them. So At the like, right time where they get yeah, an idea and something so, sparks. Yeah. So instead of like actually working on something, they end up watching Netflix shows mm-hmm. all day and just hoping that they're going to like get the idea all like of also, be all of a sudden it'd be like and, the, and mm-hmm. be like yeah now I'm going to write the best song that I've ever made or right. something i mean it might work for some people but i don't i don't think that's like in general it's not a good idea uh and i mean just being able to create without inspiration is sort of like a skill that you need to hone develop on. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly um and I mean, even though it might not seem like you get the best results right away, mm-hmm. I think that if you write a hundred songs um, when you felt uninspired, maybe five of them will become yeah. something. Yeah. But if you just lay in bed watching Netflix, you're going to get exactly zero, zero songs yes. written. That, so, I mean, and that's key. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like a lot of things some... you, you find out come down to like they, they come down to numbers games. Yeah. And that you, 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 this is this uh, goes, you know, a lot of anecdotes about this in business and stuff as well. Trying to take meetings, trying to take interviews. It's like job applications. You can get discouraged about the fact that you send, uh, you know, 200 applications and only 20 even bother replying. And 10 of those said uh, it's already filled. 
and three of them invite you to an interview. Uh, well, that's three more interviews than the person who was like, oh, hardly anyone responds. I won't send anything ended up getting. Yeah. And that work goes for just about everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and sometimes it, it could just be like hard to f even find the like the inspiration to sit down and create when you when you just don't feel it. Mm. And and then I think it's just important to try and approach your work in from like from a different angle maybe just trying to do something different like if you let's say let's talk about music yeah. because that's the one thing that we like know sure. most yeah. most about so um so if you start out a song usually by writing like a small beat or something mm -hmm. maybe start with with the vocal start working on a vocal melody or something like that just yeah. do something different than you usually do and maybe you'll find yourself like inspired after a while mm. like it could also work yeah so that's just a little tip absolutely um anything else from you on writer's block that you were thinking about or, or researching i don't know i think another not another like important step for people would be to eliminate keep going i'm just checking the camera well absolutely just, um yeah. eliminating distractions mm -hmm. as much as possible um like try and put away your phone just like close all the unnecessary tabs in your internet browser and just focus on like if, if the work you do is computer based like if you do your work on a computer maybe try and just close all the browser tabs yeah. and and just it's be... so easy to jump between a million things and like yeah. think you're accomplishing a lot because you do a little bit on each thing and nothing gets done exactly i mean um that happens to me all the time mm. and and that's just it like we're living in a like in an age where we get like bombarded by like notifications to and do and see everywhere all the time. Exactly. Like yeah. our senses are just being mm -hmm. thrown things like at them like all the time. So yeah. So that's it uh, yeah. for me anyway. I um, think another thing kind of like when you talked about, uh, you know, doing something very different and seeing what it sparks a bit, it kind of reminded me of, um, or I was kind of had the, had this thought going into this discussion too, is that, you know, um, one of the things through these like demos I've been doing that sometimes is the kind of breakthrough piece when it's, I'm not sure what to write about today or I'm not sure what to do is going completely left field. And I think that's uh, kind of like the numbers game we talk about. If you can get in a mindset where not every single thing you make is precious, which is hard for an artist in general, but yeah. understanding that you will still make really good things, but don't worry if there are draft things or things that end up on the cutting room floor, so to speak, along the way, then you kind of give yourself the freedom to try these very kind of oddball type things. For example... Uh, a good example would be not knowing what to do on the uh, the stream or to make a demo one day. And so I downloaded, um, I just went on YouTube and I literally typed like Bee Gees instrumental yeah. and downloaded like a disco beat. And then we wrapped over that because I was like, I don't know what to do. And most of the other stuff we were doing was like lo-fi and stuff like that. And it ended up being really like enjoyable and fun to listen to and, you know, spark some different ideas. And now I've done similar things multiple times since then, kind of realizing I like some of those sounds being in there. Yeah. Um, but it's not, I, uh, I've never set out to do a disco album or project or even a track before. And so that was just like um, a way to, to, to 
meet something completely different head on and uh, and go for it. And I think sometimes that can help people with uh, with writer's block as well. Yeah. On your on your note is the final thought I have is on your note about um, waiting for inspiration and like, you know, watching Netflix all day and things like this. Um, if you I don't think people should concede so easily that these active methods don't work. If they're like, oh, I tried the timer and whatever. Like, really yeah. do it. Don't, you know. But if you find yourself someone who still has struggling with that, I would say that if you are going to be inspired by something that happens in real life, it needs to be the whole kind of almost definition or the idea of inspiration comes from something that is different and kind of a something different showing up on the radar, which means that you are unlikely to experience it from doing what you were going to do anyways with that day. And so people get inspiration from going and doing something with friends, going exploring, people go out in nature, some people's jam, but like you're much more likely to, if you are trying to like kind of catch those feelings of inspiration, you're much more likely, I think, to have it occur that way than waiting the exact same number of hours, but just doing the same routine things you would you would do, do at home Al- almost by definition those aren't likely to inspire too much in you no i mean let's be real i mean some people might say that they want to write like a uh, cinematic like music piece mm. or whatever but i mean doing like a netflix marathon watching friends you're not going to get there by by yeah, doing that unlikely it's, so i mean like yeah I, th- I think getting out there and, and doing stuff will actually inspire inspire you more because I, I do feel like sometimes maybe getting away from from your computer or from the canvas or whatever you use when you work, it might be necessary for right, you to... Right, and beneficial, yeah. Yeah, it might be beneficial, but... But like you said, it should be something something real that can inspire you and just... If you're trying to pull from real life, then yeah. then absolutely do something with with your friends or family or whatever and just trying to experience something new i think that can yeah. that can spark it's like if you're, it's, like, it's almost like when, when you start thinking about it logically as well how how are you expecting to create something new without experiencing anything new yeah. yourself or, or causing your 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 brain or body or anything to move or do in any kind of new way it's kind of hard to um pull that from thin air and kind of like we talked about pulling it from thin air is a a practice or an acquired skill, but you have to start somewhere and you have to build up. And these are, are ways you can, you can do that. You know, it's exactly, yeah. it's exactly like someone who's worked out uh, a lot at the gym might be able to have less of a warm up and straight up lift something very heavy in a situation in real life where they were required to do that, but they got there by training that skill along the way. And so in much in the same way that you might be able to, I might be able to think up an idea much more quickly now for a song. It only got there by doing it many, many times and will only continue to improve. I have no doubt. Yeah. I feel like some, some artists may, may feel like it sort of cheapens the idea of, of their art, that it's not like coming from a source of direct inspiration. Uh, like but, it's like spontaneous inspiration. where it Exactly. Just, yeah. But I mean, it, it you shouldn't think like that. It, no. it, it doesn't work that way. It's some, and, Sometimes it does, but yeah. I mean, it's, it's fine to take your time and start somewhere. Maybe it doesn't sound fantastic or look fantastic or whatever your medium is, whatever you work with. Mm. Uh, 
but it can get there and your opinion might change along the way if yeah. you if you just have somewhere to start because like you said getting over the initial hump that's the mm. that's the most difficult part and if you do that i think yeah, yeah. You and um is you oh, sorry, i lost it Wait, you you said something that this sparked something for me that i was going to try and like piggyback onto but but now oh you you mentioned that um that's maybe that's not how how always how it works trying to get this pure spontaneous inspiration and one thing i was going to note is that um despite the kind of idealistic notion of um like oh people know when it comes from the heart and stuff like that and like yes when when something is truthful it's easier to sell but this i your audience be they listening to what you made, viewing what you made later on, whatever it is you create, yeah. they don't know the difference. Without you telling it, they don't know the difference in the backstory of how something came about. And I can guarantee that there are some absolutely amazing songs that people started whistling a random melody on the spot and they went and recorded it in one take the next day. And yeah. there's a hundred more for each one of those that were born out of someone literally just sitting and staring at a notebook page and grinding it out and re-editing it and doing yeah. it that way. And you as a listener just think they're both really catchy songs that you enjoyed later on. Yeah. Yeah. And in the end, I feel like people aren't really going to care that much about the time you spent or what, what like, because no. it's mostly about their own interpretation of the song. Or, right. Or, the end result. Or, yeah. The end yeah. result. Uh, I mean, Look at how many people like Despacito, and I mean, I, I don't think that—that's—I don't think that song could have had much. Uh, Slowly. I don't, I don't think it was Slowly. inspired by. Um, Slowly. <laughs> it's about going slow. So baby, he can last long. Yeah. That's art. Ding. Smiles at the camera. Teeth shine. Um, well. We could move on from from writer's block. Hopefully that gives you guys something or was was interesting, maybe something useful, uh, and jump into reviews. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, Let's do the biggest first, I think, as we've yep. been doing last week. Absolutely. And uh, the first album that we chose for um, for the, the big release of the week, mm-hmm. that sounded wrong. Um, <sighs> big release is, uh, of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's uh, Anderson Park, uh, mm-hmm. Oxnard. Um, yeah, and I don't know where. This, should, is, this is a pretty long album, right? It was like fifty-six minutes, something like that. Oh, uh, I don't know, but it it had many songs on there, so yeah, I, 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 I'm pretty sure didn't. I looked and it was like fifty-five or fifty-six uh, minutes <clears throat> on Spotify. So almost a full hour of music from Ole Anderson here. Yep, and it came out last. Friday, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, November 16th, um, yep. 2018. Um, what are and, your first impressions on that? Well, it's a it's a good album. Like yeah. if 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 I'm gonna summarize it down to that, it's it's a it's a decent album, and it has some really really nice songs that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like it was let down by other parts of the album where. Where you could just tell that, I mean, it sounded less inspired. It just. You saying yeah. it didn't sound like you had spontaneous inspiration for every song? <laughs> no. We're not supposed to know that. We just had a discussion. God damn it! <laughs> I actually heard it when I said it, and I was like, "God damn! Did I just say that?" Okay, let's edit that out. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Um, Cutting room floor. Yeah. No, but anyway, um, what can I say about the album? I mean, it was produced by Dr. Dre. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, you can tell that from the from the general vibe of the album. Like, yeah. Like when, when, when I told that to you, you said, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And mm. I mean, why did you say that? Like, why? Yeah, I, ju I just like... I had known two reasons. One context-wise of of like uh, the like the beats and mood of the album, I could I could see that being the case, and also knowing that I'm I've seen before in and there's features from from yeah. Dre or at least one on yeah. on here as well. Uh, but I've seen before. I think I've seen Anderson Pack talk about uh, how uh, also. Pack, Pac, what, where, where does this, where does this go? Because I've heard it different Anderson ways. Anderson Pack, Anderson Pac. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I yeah, don't know. I, I, I say Anderson Pac. Right. But, the double but, A makes you kind of think of like, like a soft sound, but I thought it had more of a pack sound when I've, when I've pack. but yeah, I don't know. It's been a long time since I have heard him say it. So. I don't know. In any, in any way we. Regardless, so Dr. Dre. Produced it, and it was, I was gonna say in one in one of the um, Anderson interviews that he had before. I think I've noticed before him mentioning looking up to Dre and like wanting to work with him, and so he's gotten to a level that he can this last couple of years, maybe. And so, um, so that was another reason I said yeah, it makes sense that. Yeah. Um, for me, it was like uh, it feels like there are. Two different Anderson, mm -hmm. Pack, Pac, 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 Anderson, Pac, Pac Man, Pac Man, um, mm -hmm. and we have the like smooth R and B soul singer, and we have the Yes Lord. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost got scared. It came so, <laughs> it came I so didn't sudden. warm. I didn't warm up for that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the like the smooth like crooner, yeah, like, yeah. soul singer, exactly, and that's the context I'd seen him in originally. Yeah, which I think most people. I don't know. I think like if you've listened to his albums, you know that okay. he's like both a rapper and mm -hmm. a singer. But for me, like his raps are, it's it's never and like I don't have any complaints with him. It's yeah. it's, it's just less interesting. Like he has a mm -hmm. good flow, he has a good voice for it and everything. Yeah. But it's it's just less unique than like the the songs that are more like soulful and everything. Mm. So um. And he also has a few songs where he's like in between singing and rapping. Sort of mm -hmm. like in the, there's a song from this album called Sweet Chick yeah. that I actually really like. Um, where he sort of had like this singing rap type and then like type of singing. And then he had some feature like uh, guest vocals from um, BJ, the Chicago kid. Uh -huh. I don't know if you know about him, but I think they've heard of him. But they've collaborated before. I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. of it. Um uh, but yeah, what else can I say? Like, one of my favorite songs of the album actually was due to one of the features. Okay. Which was, let's see here. I'm trying to remember what the song was called. Cheers mm -hmm. with Q-Tip. Yeah. And it was just surprising to me to hear, like, Q-Tip being, like, a legendary, like, rapper. Mm -hmm. or so, like, a, like, an, um, like, he, he sounded very, like, fresh and just had a lot of energy for being like an like an old head rapper. Uh -huh. uh, so that was interesting to me. Uh, just had a really nice vibe to it. Mm. Um, so what about you? Like, what were your standout tracks? And So uh, this is kind of interesting because, for some context, gro uh, going into this 
album. I had mentioned on a call the other day to my little sister that this was the one we were going to uh, talk about on, on this next episode of the podcast. And um, she, her reaction was to me, she was like, oh boy. She was like, she was like, it's not good. She was like, it's really not good. And I was like, oh man. Like, she was like really like strong reaction. And I expected to like kind of not like this based on that. We have similar tastes a lot of the time. Um, but I actually, I actually really enjoyed this album. And I, even when earlier before we started, you had mentioned something about not being so sure about the like, and not liking the like harder tracks and stuff like that. Yeah. I actually kind of enjoyed those. Maybe just because I'm not someone who's listened consistently to his projects that I liked a change up from what I was used to as the norm when I hear him in a lot of like, be it features or some like singles that I've heard that are more in the singing and the crew and the R&B side of things. Yeah. And so I actually really enjoyed the that pacing of the album when songs were a little bit harder. I actually really liked um Six Summers and Mansa Musa which were some of the like there were others on there as well, but those were definitely more rap tracks. Um and I um I think those were maybe not your favorite part. Interesting. Interestingly yeah. enough, like um Six Summers actually managed to get on like both my standout tracks and worst tracks. Okay. Uh, because it has sort of like a beat switch in the middle where mm-hmm. it, where it goes from the more like rappy to a more right yeah. More, and I really like the second part of the song, okay. but, I'm, but I'm not Makes a big sense. fan of the yeah. first. Okay. I see that. But mm-hmm. it's 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 definitely a good song though, and I mean like even the is, is someone at Ardor? Is it? I think so. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm check. You 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 continue. Keep. Are you, are, are you leaving Sorry, me all alone? Yeah, oh my god, this is... There could be a doorbell ringing. And I could talk about anything now. Maybe not even music. Okay, now it's just us, guys. We can talk about secret stuff. Oh, okay, seriously though, uh, I'm gonna keep on talking about um, the album. And one of my favorite tracks was the lead single for the album, Tints, featuring Kendrick Lamar. And I thought that was... Um, Really nice. What the fuck? Nice track. What's? I don't know. So, some girls at the door like trying to sell me something, like school fundraiser or some bullshit. Oh. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. That... What did she? What was she selling? I don't know. I just told her, "Oh, we're recording something right now." I'm sorry. I tried to tell her in Swedish, and I was like, uh, uh, "Goodbye," and then closed the door. Maybe it was crack. Well, it probably wasn't crack, but. I had to take a guess. I'm guessing it wasn't crack because there was like paperwork. So she had like a little brochure. I don't think, I don't think usually you like come around with like a little. Maybe they're trying to like go professional on us. Take take it more white collar. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Anyways. But anyway, I was talking about Tints, the track with Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's interesting. Go ahead. Because that was one of my favorite tracks. Mm -hmm. So I was like, it's the lead single from the album. So I I feel like they felt like it was a strong song and I enjoyed it because it sounded more like like Kendrick's like old old stuff old, like older stuff yeah like uh, like section 80 good yeah. kid mad city vibes I wasn't a big fan of damn and I know that's mm-hmm. uh, some people might be mad at me for saying that yeah. but but I, I wasn't a huge fan of it uh, it was middle for me damn for me it was uh was a few tracks worth repeating. It wasn't as consistent as other stuff for me. Absolutely, but, and I feel yeah. like "Humble" was one of like 
the most like overrated tracks. Of... It's pretty overrated. Yeah, I, I can agree on that. He has so many good tracks, and that's like not one of. It's mm. not even in the top ten or mm-hmm. top fifteen, top twenty. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, it, it was a good track, and I would love to hear like an entire mixtape with them working yeah. together. I feel like they work. I had an interesting like thought when I was listening to that track and then listening later. Some inflections, which I would not be surprised if there's if there's influence there, especially over these last couple of years, is the the quality that Anderson Pack has to his voice uh, in some of the rapping tracks yeah. actually gets very Kendrick like. Yeah. And there was because I had, because of that song early on being a, a feature. I think that yeah. was earlier on in the in the album, if I remember right. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. It's like yeah, fourth, fourth, fifth, and track. so. I definitely like there was a section or two later on the album where I switched like tabbed over to Spotify to see if Kendrick had more than one verse on the project just because there was a, a point where I thought that Anderson oh, Pack's yeah. voice sounded quite uh, quite similar, but uh, but it was not. But but yeah, yeah. it's something I thought about when I was when I was listening to that. But I like that track as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I I just had the thought that I would love to hear like a mixtape with uh, Kendrick. Anderson, Pac, and Chance the Rapper together. I feel, I feel like they could like work together really because they can sort of work on the same type of tracks, like the same type of instrumentals. I feel like they yeah they can make it. Work. I feel like Chance is a little bit odd man out in that. I don't know. Sometimes I I can hear the like I wouldn't not that it would be bad, but no, but it, but it feels like Anderson and Chance sort of sometimes have a similar vibe, mm. like in their like instrumental and the instrumentals and the way they sort of like do like a half singing half mm. yeah, rapping yeah, type of that. thing uh, but that's a funny thing I feel with like Anderson packs more like like the bridge between them exactly that's yeah, that's where anyway. I was getting mm-hmm. at because like uh, it's like Kendrick then we get to Anderson but you can't really find much in common with Kendrick and Chance but yeah but like you said he's bridging them like absolutely mm. yeah so uh, that's about it Rating wise for this, I I uh, I I actually like I said I I liked this one quite a bit. Um, I'd probably go a seven to seven point five for this. Yeah, uh, for this album. Yeah. Uh, I started out with typing down seven point five, but mm-hmm. I but after listening to it on the way over here, I thought that no, um, it's a seven. It's a seven out of ten for me. Uh, I can't be- wait till we have have an album where it's like a, like an all out war. I'm like this was a four, and I was and like, I'm this like- is my album of the year. <laughs> it's gonna happen. But, it will. But so far, we've been yeah. And just so you people know, we we're, we're not discussing the scores before the actual yeah, no, podcast. No. So this is all spontaneous and spontaneous inspiration. Yeah, happening here. Yep. And I I've already decided before I yeah. came here, like what my scores are gonna be like. So I'm not saying anything just to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to be on the same page as you, but also I'd say I really like the track with Snoop Dogg. Yeah, that's because it, it definitely took me back to the G Funk era. Abs- absolutely. And when I was when I was talking with my sister about this, and she was like, "How are all the features though? We got a lot of people." And then she was like, "And Snoop Dogg doing Snoop Dogg stuff on it." And I was like, "Yep." Yeah. And I was like, "That's how, how long has he been doing Snoop Dogg stuff? Long time. You know, you know it right away. You don't really need to switch it up." And, uh, no, but it's it's some of the most Snoop Doggiest yeah. things that he's done in, in a while. In, in a yeah. while, so yeah, I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also feel like I might have given the, the album a higher score if it wasn't for the fact of 
current situation, like the weather outside. It feels like a summer, summertime album for me anyway. It didn't fit the mood. No. And that, okay. that actually uh, is something that I... That affects your listening. That affects my listening. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. All the way. So, but, but 7 out of 10, mm. good album. Check it out. You Oxnard, might... a summer 8. Exactly. A summer <laughs> 8. <laughs> It's a it's a winter seven and a summer eight. Okay. So um, yeah, yeah, check it out. I recommend or, it. Or wait until it, it gets warmer. I don't know. It's up to mm-hmm. you. <laughs> Maybe revisit it in the springtime. Yeah. When the snow melts. Snow hasn't fallen yet, though. I'm still waiting for snow. I like snow. I know. I love it. See, I mean, I mean, I'm, I like I like the 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 artist snow. No, in farmer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, say that I snow me, I go blam. I lick you, boom boom down. Oof, that's yeah. nice. What a spontaneous inspiration moment we just had there. Um, <laughs> let's the meme of the episode. Um, next up was uh, "Grape Tooth" by Grape Tooth. Yep, um, Grape Tooth uh, by Grape Tooth. Yeah, it was released um, two oh, weeks. Tell us a bit about Grape Tooth. Well, Grape Tooth is a duo from Chicago, mm-hmm. Illinois, uh, and they're consisting of uh, members Clay Frankel and Chris Bailoni. I think that's how you pronounce it. I might be wrong, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> Sorry if it's baloney and we're wrong. Then it would be... It's actually spelled B-A-I-L-O-N-I, and it's not bologna. Okay. I, yeah. I hate the the spelling of baloney. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make The spelling any. is baloney. Yeah, mean, it is. <laughs> it's complete baloney. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, I think they met through, like, common friends back in 2012 and they started mm-hmm. like doing music together oh, damn you got some backstory yeah i got some backstory I like um that. clay frankly played in a in a another band called twin peaks i think they're mm-hmm. sort of like semi-famous or like yeah. they're, uh, some people know about them anyway um, it's, yeah. uh, but they started doing music together back in 2015 but it wasn't until now that they released their like first album that's grape tooth exactly and grape tooth well they got their name from from the fact that uh, Twin Peaks manager called uh, Clay Frankel Grape Tooth because they had done some heavy red wine drinking, and, mm-hmm. you know, Grape Tooth, and get like teeth get like a bit like blue tinted. Almost. I kind of like I kind of like that. I didn't I was I didn't know where it came from. So no, nope, was... but it's it's Grape Tooth. I mean, okay, yeah. Let's get let's get our grape teeth on. Yeah. Uh, cool. Speaking of which, a track we both liked was called Red Wine. Red Wine. Indeed. Yeah, um, Red Wine was one of my standout tracks. It's sort of like one of the slower tracks yep. on the album, um, and it's a bit interesting because I feel like uh, the vocalist he has sort of like a mm-hmm. like s- some of the tracks are more energetic, and his mm-hmm. singing is almost like a shouty, yelpy yeah. type of uh, like mm-hmm. singing. And I really like both his styles, but, but he also has a few tracks where he's like. Um, pruning a bit yeah. more and and this was one of the the ones that were more like mid-tempo and more yeah. uh and it was basically what what i could gather from the <laughs> lyrics it was about like drinking cheap wine like drowning your sorrows in cheap yeah. wine and reminiscing about like um someone who's left you because it had sort of like uh lyrics questioning about who she's calling and whose bed she's in right now or whatever um <laughs> and i mean that's relatable for most of us at some yeah, some point, some in, point in life yeah, yeah. yeah um so i mean like and, and it has like this very like funky guitar riff um mm-hmm. that's like it continues on for most of the most of the song and yeah i really liked it it almost has like this chill wave-esque 
type mm-hmm. sound. I don't know if you listen to any chill wave, but not so like what have you heard washed out? I don't think so. Washed out. Okay. Anyway, really good. Uh, I'm depending that's... on you and this podcast to expand my horizons. Absolutely, and you're you're <laughs> and we're doing it. Yep, yep. Um, Interesting, you mentioned the the different vocal styles uh, throughout the album as well. One, I I had a, you know, it's a, it's a style that like works for some people and some people like when we talk about the more like croony vocals and stuff. I was not a fan of some of the of that vocal delivery. The more crooning. Yeah. The, okay. Uh, it was a little. It got a. It got a little. There were times basically where it bordered on one of those singers, almost like you can think of like um, someone who every once in a while get catch you know catches flack for their tone. Say like a um, like a Bob Dylan that was singing an octave lower. Yeah. And what I mean by that, you know, like that, like you're not denying that the person has talent and and a lot of people like what they're doing and that you can enjoy what they're doing a lot of the times. But undeniably, like, sometimes it can hit your ear kind of weird, and it seems a little, like, Yeah, I mean, it, it is an acquired taste, I feel yeah. like. And and I don't, I don't think, like, the, the point of his singing probably isn't to be, like, spot on. He's, mm-hmm. like, not yeah. trying to be, like, this pop, super pop, right. poppy singer that... Very crystal production on everything. Exactly. And, yeah. I mean, this album sort of, like, I actually want to draw parallels with the former Vandal mm-hmm. album that yeah. we uh, yeah. reviewed last week. Um, I thought that as well. I mean, it has a very different sound, yes. but it's but it's still sort of, like, a similar, like, uh, so it has this 80s vibe, but in a yeah. completely different way. It's less nostalgic and soft, and... Mm-hmm. But it still reminded me of like being young, being like um, I mean, yeah. sh- some people might say I'm still young. I don't know. That's up to you to decide. But um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, like when you were like a teen, yeah, like a teenager, and just running around doing like stupid shit with your friends and everything, just being like yeah. semi rebellious and just I don't know. I got, I got this like image in my head of like just being stupid and pushing my friends around in a shopping cart outside and just like, you know, like kids do like being stupid. That was one of the first things that happened to me when I, when I moved to England first night out with my, with my housemates, there was like a shopping cart, which I quickly learned they called a trolley, uh, out on, yeah, it was like out on the sidewalk, which I quickly learned they called the pavement and, <laughs> but yeah, basically we're on our way to a club and they were just like, Hey, you're smaller than any of us. So then I hopped in that and I rode in that to the club. Probably lucky that I got into the club the first night because I would learn those bouncers were pretty strict if they saw, like, shenanigans coming around the corner. I probably hopped out before we rounded the corner. Anyways, tangent. Go ahead. No, that was interesting. Back to Grapetooth. Yeah. Um, would you have listened to Grapetooth if they had been around when that happened? I don't know. Possibly. <laughs> it, it, to, be, to be 100% honest with you, um, this band seems like something that some of my housemates would have listened to. Uh, they're very into, like, kind of like the discovery and some and some of these sounds that are more indie but in a variety yeah. of ways the yeah. release actually sounded a bit like it could be like from the uk mm-hmm. um, i don't know if you've thought about that or if you i don't can, know if i really you don't you don't see it or no uh not necessarily that i don't see it but i didn't think about that one oh, okay when i was listening to it but anyway like their sound is it's, it's very poppy but it's mm. done in a more like raw like unpolished way. Yeah. So I mean, if you like um, indie pop or basically gu- guitar and synth-based pop, mm. uh, 
that's a bit less polished and I think you would en enjoy this this yeah. album without a doubt um uh, I was reminded, like, at times the vocals reminded me of this band called Woo Life. I don't know if you've heard about them. No. No. Uh, and also a bit about... Uh, That's gonna happen so much in this and podcast. So, so, I don't know if you've heard of this other band. That... No. No. I'm sorry. No. No. It's a no. <laughs> it, it's gonna happen. And I mean... It's good, though. It's good. And also, um, the, the vocals reminded me a bit of the Tokyo Police Club. I don't know. I think I'm gonna be alone mm. in hearing that. It was just like... Okay. At parts when he does the more energetic, mm -hmm. like uh, raspy, yelpy singing. I don't know. I, I like the and like I said, I liked that like that vocal tone and that inflection. I, probably more. I, yeah, I that's that. actually surprising me. I thought you yeah. would like the the croon more mellow. Yeah, yeah, because like from maybe, what I know. Yeah, about... maybe. I mean, maybe from like. Uh, yeah, I get. I I understand why you probably like why you think that, and and maybe from like a a like overall mood of the music. I think it was just. The tone of his singing in that, in those songs that I wasn't as big of a fan of, but you're probably right that in in general that yeah, mm, that stuff I would like more. Yeah, but anyway, I, I read some some interviews and reviews with them online, and basically someone described the album as being like um like a forgotten soundtrack to a John Hughes movie from the from the eighties. I don't know what you think about that. Which movies are John Hughes movies? Oh man. I don't remember now. That's embarrassing. Well, I I didn't. I mean, it's maybe more embarrassing. That I didn't even know it in the first place. So uh, I don't. He, oh, he's made like some of the like phone check. Well, Can I get yeah. a phone check? Phone check. Okay. This is like the, I'm very bad with directors and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So. He did Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller's Day Off ah, and, and stuff. Yeah, I like so both of those. I I remembered Ferris Bueller, but okay. I wasn't sure. So um, got it. But, yeah. But but sort of like that vibe, and I mean. I can, yeah, I yeah. can see I guess, it. Yeah, I can see that too. Yeah. It makes sense now. So, uh, if we're talking about score for the album, what would yeah, you Yeah, um, this one for me, I would... Uh, it's a... It's a... Interesting being, like, when we start, when you start, like, reviewing or thinking about reviewing or putting scores to music, that how much do you weight, uh, like, personal reference into the whole and versus like what you the most objective you can be about quality and creativity in the different parts of the album um i will say you know that like i enjoyed it more than maybe i thought and more than you i remember you mentioning like i'm not sure what you'll think of this one when when yeah. we talked about choosing this um so i enjoyed it but um i think for me still it would might not be a genre i would pick up on my own very often no but as far as like how it was made in general what went into it um i i think one of, one of my issues with this sound and i didn't run into it as much with the former vandal album because there was a little bit more of a mood switch that happened very distinctly in the in the track list yeah i did get a little bit bogged down on this album with um with even though it's cl clearly different instrumentation, with it being too easy to kind of have a lot of stuff blend together and, oh. you know, after an intro, have a kind of opening, um, you know, guitar, drums, everything comes in, where something's felt a little, after enough tracks, I was kind of like, I'm ready for almost a completely different different sound. Uh, yeah. And that one, I, the that was a little repetitive for me, 
the thing with the singing as well. It's a little bit, you know, that's bordering on personal preference as well. Mm. Uh, for me, I would, um, I would probably, I would go uh, six maybe with this. A six. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I was actually um, thinking about giving this uh, 7.52 and 8. Okay. Uh, so that's well, At least you didn't say six. No. Because uh, I personally, I enjoyed the album. It's definitely up my up my alley. Basically, mm-hmm. it's. it's um, I bet it is. Yeah. I don't know. I just he said up my something. Up my, so I and, and just, I just yeah. took a long break also, so yeah. it's like up my. Well, anyway, um, I think it's a seven point five out of out of ten. Like, uh, there were some tracks that I felt didn't do much for me, and maybe it would have been better as a longer EP maybe rather than a full album so they right. could have skipped some some tracks near the like not the absolute ending because they had a few good tracks there I think one was, one was called Blood that mm-hmm. I enjoyed uh, but like between the middle and the end part they had a few forgettable tracks there that I that could have been skipped out on uh, but overall uh, I enjoyed the album and I see myself listening to it after this, I don't. I don't see myself just never re- revisiting. Ex- or... Exactly. I mean, right. I, I feel like I'm. Gonna I think listen. that's gonna. Obviously, you start doing reviews and things. That's going to be a an occurrence that happens with some of the projects that you. Yeah, that you listen to across. it for the review, and then you never listen to it again. Absolutely. Yeah. But I see myself picking this album up and listening to at least a few of the tracks, like Red Wine, for an example. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Personally, I enjoyed it, but it's definitely more my type of music. So I mean, I have you saved any of these tr- the tracks from this album to your library so far? Yeah, like, so I mean, far, I've, like I've saved the entire album to my okay, library because okay. that's how I do it. Got it, got yeah. it. Yeah, because I I normally like even if I even if I save an album, like in my like I don't know, like save songs or a playlist or something, I will like pick out individual songs oh, okay. or or something like that that are like particularly stand out because. Most of the time, I'm not going to listen to a whole album again okay. front, front to cover. I was just wondering if we could have like a special, like, thing for if you liked if there were standout enough tracks that were not just stand off in the, stand out in the context of the albums, but like you personally saved them so you could play them later, yeah, listening or whatever. But yeah, but if there was one track, it would have been Red Wine. Yeah, without a doubt, I really like that as well. And I like, and I think that was the other thing too when you mentioned it being like mood and a little slow. We can move on soon, but but the that was probably another thing too. Is that that was what is that second track or yeah, it's a second track. Yeah, yeah, and that gave some more dynamics to the project pretty early on. Yeah, because the first shift. the first track is very energetic Ener- yeah. and very like yeah, exactly. fast paced. And... and so I almost wanted a, a little more shifting throughout. Was yeah. one of my issues with it. Um, now we have our sort of indie or small, not technically indie, because uh, there's uh, her. And uh, another person who is uh, basically a one one man or one woman label um, working with her, but a, our smaller artist release um, for all intents and purposes. And this is uh, Mary Hennessy, and uh, she is a twenty year old singer songwriter from Liverpool. Uh, lists um, George Harrison, Mac DeMarco, and a few others as inspirations, which we'll talk about as well. Uh, self-taught from the bio I, I have, so self-taught in, in guitar and, and singing and uh, very grassroots, and uh, has been working on this album for some time, balancing with the 
being a university student and working part time and and uh, and working on this project. This is a four song um, project that came out on November sixteenth. And Sebastian, can you tell us? The title of the project and what you found out about the title of the project. Oh God, this. Uh, <laughs> uh, the the EP is called uh, Hanahaki. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know exactly how you're supposed to <laughs> pronounce that, but uh, yeah, Hanahaki. Um, if you're googling it, it's H A N A H A K I. And I need to actually go to uh, Urban Urban it's Dictionary. Urban Dictionary. Phone check. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna stop it. Like, a, we're gonna end up like like uh, just with like a soundboard, like on like Family Guy, the Weenie in the Butt radio show. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a soundboard. Yep. We got phone check. Phone check. Okay, so Hanahaki is a fictional disease. Um, so don't worry, you can't get this for real. Maybe you can. I'm not sure. I, I just because nobody's you just had said it, it was yet. fictional. So far. Okay, so far. Maybe, maybe someone uh, yeah. invents something like this. You never know. Uh, anyway, you say invent. Uh, okay. Uh, invent cre- something. Create. Okay, sorry. Maybe create in a, la- oh, in a laboratory. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry. I'm uh, sorry. I should just let you explain. Hannah Hockey. No, I don't feel like it anymore. I'm, 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 I'm leaving. <laughs> no, but anyway, uh, it's a fictional disease that apparently often appears in fan fictions where the victim uh, regurgitates and coughs up flower petals when they suffer from unrequited love. (laughs) And the illness can only be cured for surgical removal. However, any existing... What do they remove, though? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I I think I read something about there being sort of like... The unrequited love, obviously. Actually, that is removed. Okay, Okay, good. But I think it's like the, the... the roots or something, because I, I, I read something about roots growing in inside of the lungs or something. Naturally, but yeah, naturally, mm. obviously, of course, it's going to be roots in yeah, the in the in, yeah, in the lungs. But anyway, any existing romantic feelings are also removed with the infection. Apparently, cut them out. So, so that's about it. And okay. I thought that was so so interesting when you looked that up to to find out what it meant. And we found that yeah. Yeah, and if, if they don't have the surgery, their lungs are going to fill up with flowers and they will suffocate eventually. Um, to be clear on this, right? I think it's a it's a it's a um fitting fitting name for the for the mood of the project. Yeah, yeah. And um and we're not making fun of the project based on this. No, Purely absolutely just, not. There's so much joy in finding this definition and just this funny, like that I had no idea this was a concept of a disease is where you're throwing up flowers, flowers and yeah, and dying from it. No, uh-huh. I, no, I, I need to specify that as well because <laughs> yeah. I, without going too much into the sound of the al- yeah. album, I actually enjoyed it. I thought yeah, it was really too. good. Uh, EP, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, but. And Hanahaki, like if if you just take it out of, mm-hmm. without reading too much into it, it it's actually, yeah, I mean it's kind of suiting for the like you said for the sound, right. and it's right. it's just, it's a, it's just the the, the actual description of it. It's, it's just, just a great visual. Yeah. Once you, once you find out what it is. And basically, <clears throat> you all need to know that there is no specific flower for this disease, but it. Will either be your crush's favorite type of flower or their fa- or their favorite color. So one of the two.
Yep. And it can last from two to three months, but sometimes a couple of weeks before you pass away. <laughs> Rip. Yep. Rest in peace. Literally killed by love. Yep. But anyway, that that, yeah. that that whole thing, if you think about it more as as a metaphor for unrequited love and, yeah. and dying from, from it, it's... From the heartache. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that makes it a, an interesting title for yeah. for the project. So, I mean, it's it's not as ridiculous as the description makes it sound. Yeah. But, but, and yeah. any, um, any artists who happen to, to listen to this, please do. The, I came in contact with um, with this project basically just through um, through Reddit and making posts about uh, that we were looking for some music to, to review for this next episode. I must have had like 30 plus messages in, in a day from a lot of people. So thanks for people for sending them in. Um, but uh, if you have something, then it's very easy to get in touch with us. So we're, we're just starting out and stuff. So um, but I was I was glad that that's how this one was sourced. So sent to me in a message there. We talked and then got the rest of the tracks via um Email. Uh, but uh, the first track that we heard... Oh, go ahead. Also, yeah, yeah, to clarify, you can find this album on Spotify and Apple yes. Music as of now and probably other streaming... Yeah, uh, so it was out on the 16th. But, so it's, but yeah. we got we got the tracks in an email before that, but now it's out for everyone, so you should check it out yes. as soon as you can. I just wanted to say that so we don't forget it. No. So continue on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it was, uh, I believe, the track uh, Comfortability was the am I saying that right? Yeah. What I think was the if I'm not mistaken, the video that I was sent first. Or the single that I was sent first for us to kind of listen to before we decided, like, yeah, send the rest of the before I asked for the rest of the project. Um and I think I would still say that it was my favorite on the on the project. I think it was in that sense it was a smart move to have that one be the first one, uh kind of out in the ether. I really also liked the um, Falling in Love Alone, the opening track. Yeah. Um, the two other tracks that we have, I'm just bringing up on Spotify right now, we have In Between Ourselves and Tomorrow, Tomorrow Will, Will Be, be yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Yep. And I really, none, uh, there's basically nothing in this that I like really disliked uh, on nope. this project. I thought it was really well put together, um, especially for a small release. The, the mixing and polish on it still sounded quite good. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't perfect, perfect. but no, it, but it but... didn't sound like it was supposed to be either. It had like a, a bit of a like a lo-fi quality to it, yeah. and that worked mm. really great with the sound itself. So it's not right. a com- it's not a complaint. I I wouldn't necessarily say that I want more polish to it. It mm. was just it it worked really well with the whole like ambience like going right. on. It was a lot of like reverby guitars and mm-hmm. pianos, keys, whatever. Uh, I think uh, for me though. I think that you know the sound, the mood, the mood is consistent, and it makes sense as as a project. I think at least uh, I had a couple of listens through this. It was easier to do since it was the shortest one that we that we had. Yeah. Um, and I think still when I said the falling in love alone and comfortability were my favorites. Um, I didn't dislike tomorrow will be yesterday or in between ourselves. I think they, um. Something something worth noting is that these are longer tracks for how short they are. Yeah, they were like, like five minutes, five minutes long. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes on those ones, I I it was a little bit of a lull for me that it 
went on maybe longer than I wanted that individual song yeah. to, and that's probably why I didn't highlight the other two as much. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like the entire like EP has sort of like a similar vibe going on, but it works yeah. so well. It's just like you're sort of just like dragged into the atmosphere of the release itself. Like, yeah. um, I mean, I really like the sound of it all. It just sounds like it was like when I listen to it, I feel like it was. I mean, it probably wasn't, but it feels like it was recorded like in a small cottage somewhere out outside of the big city, just like outside of Liverpool. Outside of Liverpool, but that's not what I. Cottage. That's not what I em- okay. em- envisioned. But it, it, actually, I thought that she was from from the U.S. first, so I just uh-huh. decided, like I thought she was from. Yeah, accents disappearing and singing is a discussion for another day. It's always fascinated me. Absolutely. I was reading articles about it the other day about why it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she doesn't have a like any specific accent no. when she's singing, but she also has that very like drawn out singing mm-hmm. sort of like that makes it harder for accents to actually hide. Sh- no, <laughs> no. On, damn it, <laughs> not hide, but on like. A, it makes it easier for the accents okay. to, to be hidden, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. Um, and I actually don't really know what kind of accent they have in Liverpool. Hannah, I, I wasn't actually, I, I didn't ever visit Liverpool when I was in England. So. No, and I've never been in England. Just, uh, just so everybody knows. Still, though, um, we went uh, first, second, third. I'll let you, if you don't have any else specifically, or when you're done. You can give your score first for for this one. I actually have a bit more that I would Go like to it. talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, like, explain a bit more about the sound for people who haven't actually heard it yet. Sure. I mean, yeah, good idea. I mean, it's it's very like um, ambient, like folksy type of sound. It's sort of like folk mm-hmm. in the yes. ambient. Uh, it has like pianos, keyboards, guitars, some some string sections. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Might be like programmed strings. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she plays any of those instruments. I'm not sure. Uh, but it's, like, the entire album sounds very, to me anyway, it sounds very, like, longing and, like, heartbroken. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, I couldn't find any lyrics, so I'm not really sure what it's about, but just, like, listening to it, what I feel and everything, it just sounds very, um, I mean, it's it's a sort of, like, a dark and dreary sound, but it still has that, yeah. like, small, like, um, hopeful or maybe longing type mm-hmm. of sound. And I I wrote this in in, in my uh, my notes, and I said that it's like uh, being covered by a big wool blanket while snuggling up in the couch on a cold November day. Rain on the cottage window. Trying the best you can to ignore the darkness and rain outside. That's uh-huh. what I wrote. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what Damn. I feel that it, it's a it's a <laughs> no writer's block on that one. Nope. Descriptive. I like it. Mm. Uh, but anyway, it just sounds very. It sounds like an intimate release like um, intimate EP like the lyrics intimate release are you going to say I was going to say that an intimate release god damn it big release the intimate release we got it all this week I'm really sorry the English language failed me today or I failed the English (laughs) language I'm not sure but anyway it's not my first language people I'm sorry after this I'm gonna uh, don't don't, I'm, I'm, don't commit I'm, seppuku. Just I'm gonna commit some hanahaki harakiri. <laughs> 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 um, <commit some> <laughs> no, but anyway, it, it reminds me a bit of. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, gonna cough up flowers. Yep. I need to, uh, anyway, 
reminded me of um, this um, artist called Grouper. I don't think you've heard her. Mm, no. I don't think so. Uh, from what I know, like a U.S. musician. Also, just okay. one, like a woman who mm. just... Singer-songwriter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A singer-songwriter who plays the piano. I think, like, her like her albums doesn't feature as much um, guitars as Mary uh-huh. Mary's album, but... Or EP, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it reminded me of that. They have the similar, like, ambient type of sound going on. Mm. Uh, yeah, someone identified the wine in the live stream chat. It is the Apothic Red. Yeah, yeah. Um, we should talk about that, because wine is going to be... Uh, Stable, apparently. Yep. I'm all right with that. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but anyway, I feel like this is a great album or like a great EP, like yeah. a great starting point for a, mm-hmm. for a new artist. And I feel like yeah, she this could is defi- really impressive. Yeah, I think. she could definitely do great things if mm-hmm. she just keeps going at it and just yeah. I mean. In the future, I, I might like to... I'd love to know some details about, maybe we'll find out later, about, like, how it was recorded, where it was recorded, how she did that, how much was her own, was there studio time involved? With, and yeah. lyrics also. I, yeah. I, would, I would love to, to read more about it. And and I look forward to hearing the... like Next. Yeah, what's yeah. up next, what comes for, next for Mary Hennessy. For yeah. sure. So, um, Mary Hennessy, Hanahaki, check it out on... Spotify, Spotify, Apple Music, probably Title, probably probably everywhere, probably everywhere. But we know it's on Spotify. Yeah, and Apple so Music. stream it there. Stream it a lot. Yeah, show show some love. Yep. And as for score, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm I did write down seven out of ten, but I'm mm-hmm. think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with seven point five. I'm going 10. eight. Are yes. you going eight? I'm going, going eight. eight on this. Yeah. In the in the context as well of kind of like this you know smaller artist bracket that we're doing, yeah, I think this was like for uh, for being like at this point in like career wise early on and like I said kind of the amount of polish what what it sounds like cohesiveness um, how much I look forward to or don't <laughs> have a problem drinking water or no I started thinking about the, the intimate release oh the intimate release okay that that's what got him. Um, a little laugh attack here about the intimate release, a little latent <laughs> joke coming back, but um, but yeah. So I, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with eight. Eight. Okay. Big big props, Mary Hennessy. Hmm? Yeah. Don't forget um, to uh, anyone else to send music our way if you're if you're wanting to be someone that we uh, that we review or talk about or at some point we're gonna do interviews as well. So look out. Yeah, and if even better, I, I mean, I doubt it, but if you're an artist traveling through Sweden and if you do music, if you do photography, if you do um, painting or anything creative uh, and you want to come on the show and... and you're going to make a stop near Stockholm, then let us know. Then let us know and we'll, we'll yeah. love, we would love to have you here or come, come, to, you. come to you and, and yeah. just have a... We would love to come to your hotel room. Yeah, and have... Two a- men <laughs> and bring our video equipment and have- and have a little intimate release, or yeah. what, what? What are we talking about here? I, no, I don't know. I'm just kidding. But anyway, uh, if if you want to be on our on our podcast and, yeah. and talk to us about your creative endeavors, we would love to have you on. Mm. Right on. So what else? What else do we have um, for today? 
Uh, we were we're gonna end it with some uh, some current. Normally we kind of just end it here. We're gonna talk about some some current happenings before we wrap it up. We we can be in quick about it. Uh, what what was on your mind? I don't know. Was it something about Takashi Six Nine? Oh yes, it was. Looking at a lot of jail time. Yep, he's gonna get sixty nine. I mean, uh, no thirty nine years. No thirty two years. Okay, in, in jail. Yeah. He's gonna get sixty nine in jail. That's that's my. It's gonna be. You know, it's always always interesting with, with with these with artists as well, where you. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. And and usually they invested all... enough to root either way on this. I just um, I. I mean, yeah, no. I no no no. I just think like. It's always interesting. They're like, "Oh, surely they won't like get out of this or whatever." It they usually do though. They usually do. Um, although the ones where people have fucked up are usually these situations exactly. We've seen yeah. people go to prison for this before or go to jail for this before, which is exactly of dodging a lot of charges that most people would have been put away for. Um, and uh that they would have been put away for, and they get parole instead of jail time. Oh, yeah. And then they do something stupid under that uh, or during that parole period, um, and that's what ends up actually netting them some time behind bars. Yeah. Uh, which <laughs> but it's, happens an unfortunate amount. But. I read somewhere that Takashi had only two, two fears. Like, there was only two things that he tr- truly was afraid of, and... One of them was God, the other was the FBI, and <laughs> and that was like that was the day before he got uh, uh, like he got, got indicted and arrested. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't think he was denied bail and everything. Like I don't think. Yeah, yeah. No, he was. He, they were like a flight risk. Like he has enough money to fuck off to some country that won't extradite if he really wanted to. So yeah. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. It, it doesn't. Be interesting look- to see that see that play out. It doesn't look good for him, but I still somehow doubt that he's gonna get like the full like thirty-two years or whatever they said. I it's mean, unlikely. I mean, rich people, even if they're scumbag rappers, yeah. they usually don't get the full sentence. Yeah, I don't know. Take some take some time. Uh, point is, if you're fortunate enough to uh, make it out of shitty circumstances, try not to land yourself back in them. Um, <laughs> with like you know, but. One of these things as well that I think that it's it's easy kind of outside looking in to, to think about as well is that it seems like, like, yeah, it is a complete dumbass move to, like, violate parole when you've gotten these chances and you have plenty of money to not need to do things that violate parole anymore. Yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, it is one of those things where you're asking, you might, you know, if you're, if you're someone who's not religious, you might question the how is someone convinced by this or where, you know, where's the logic in something like this. And yeah. I think also like sometimes it's like a lifestyle that might lead you in that way is something that can't, that by necessity has been embedded since you're yeah. a kid and you grow up with that and you do those same things. And regardless of financial circumstances changing, uh, it can be hard to break out of. I don't want to cast too much. Like, I didn't, you know, there's, there's no weight in my opinion behind this. It's not something I've done with no. to, so it's you know. I, I just I just think like he's he said he came out today and said that he only used like his like he, he was being like a gangster for for to further his career. But I think and, that's been kind of like people have talked about 
and like I would say known or soon before because he's like associated with both Bloods and Crips and then like kind of like waffled the like line on like trying to like please everyone but be yeah. a part of things for yeah. publicity and I also feel like it's hard to get out of what yeah. even even if you're on probation or parole whatever um if you if you're like in a gang and you're all of a sudden want like wanna be out. <laughs> I mean Yeah. So maybe he I'm done now. Yeah, I mean maybe he did the things that he did even though it could land him in jail and it, because right. otherwise he would have been dead more yeah. like, he, he could have been dead instead of just um hmm. thirty two years in jail. And I know that some people would definitely prefer jail over death. <laughs> well, we will see what happens. We will see. The Rainbow Warrior. Um, yeah. Cool. I think that's basically what we've got for you this week. We will wrap up the actual recording and maybe hang with chat on the live stream for a couple of minutes. But um, in general, thanks a lot for you guys being around. Send us music at howtoartpodcast at gmail.com and also link up uh, at howtoartpodcast on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, you can search How to Art Podcast on uh, YouTube as well to find us there. It'll take a little bit to get kind of SEO'd up and make sure we're kind of showing up in the right places for everything on YouTube, but uh, but it'll happen. And um, yeah, we will be recording another one soon, and basically every two weeks is still our, our kind of schedule right now. Yep. And so uh, whenever you guys are here in this one, look for another one a couple of weeks after that. And let us know what releases coming up, even if it's not something you're doing or you're not an indie artist. Let us know what we should talk about in an episode. You know, if there's something like the writer's block or but something else you've been wondering about, it could, it could really be anything. It could be uh, we'll do we'll do research, we'll put put our own experience, and also we can go research things. If you're wondering about utilizing Instagram as an artist, or you have specific things about. You know, we could go into some mixing things. Why not? If a lot of people are interested in music. Yeah. Um, so let us know if there's topics and let us know if there's releases you want to hear about. Yeah. Intimate releases, big releases, all kinds of releases that you want to hear about. Uh, this has been How to Art. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.